Welcome to the Legends of Lanamora podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Nathan. With me this evening, I have Nova. Hey, Nicole. What's up? And Emily. Hello. We are a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. In the last episode, our heroes did a skill challenge that I made way too easy, but long story short, they saved everyone. <laughs> the end that's it uh no uh in in a very many feats probably about oh i don't know 12 feats of extraordinary strength and fortitude our heroes helped a myriad of people at the recently demolished rock gear crossing the bridge that spans between gizmoboro and the circle of all They did so by disabling some steam valves and running like 10 miles in two minutes. Magic, am I right? Pulling up trees, you know. Pulling up trees, yeah. You know, healing people, getting tea. (laughs) For these people. And it was, it it was, it was a heroic moment. And it, you know, I'm sure that it felt good to do all that. As they made sure that everyone was safe out of the water, they headed over to the Gizmoboro side of the Rockier Crossing, and they saw that there was a golden mantle there in their ceremonial garb that was helping out with the effort on the Gizmoboro side, along with other copper mantles and civilians. Saf saw something on a recording that Andy took, and Andy is uh, Saf's arcane armor exosuit. And so Saf was going to investigate that. They saw someone that looked like they were moving the same way as the, I'll say it now, plainly, illusion of Amoferic that was destroying the Rock Gear Crossing just, you know, minutes to an hour before. And so she was investigating that. Scar was... You were you were helping out move uh, the, the, these big heavy beams of the the rock you're crossing that had fallen down with the golden mantle, um, and Drew was uh, getting some intel from a shaken tabaxi and a child. <laughs> um, okay. And she got some good intel. Um, then, as you know, things are kind of winding down. The golden mantle turned to them, and it was a, a hobgoblin woman. And the last thing that she said to them, I'm going to repeat verbatim because I wrote this down because it's important. It's lucky we happen to be passing through here today. I hate to think of what would have happened had we not been here. Many lives were saved here today thanks to you. Oh, I apologize. I've neglected to introduce myself. I'm Fen Quill, Golden Mantle of Fellows. And she smiled at them knowingly. And that is where we're going to start today's episode. She sent us the winky face emoji. (laughs) She just smiles at you knowingly. So all around you, you see that the rescue effort is still happening. Uh, I mean, it's not really rescue. It's more recovery at this point. So there are copper mantles and civilians all around helping in cleanup and getting people who have been hurt, uh, tended to, getting people out of the way of, you know, dangerous places and... There, Thin Quill stands in front of you. I kind of want to, like, whisper without making it obvious that I'm whispering to Drew, who should be standing right next to me, and be like, she sounds just like her dad. (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought you were going to go for something what? like sneaky, like, <laughs> no. all right, we're going to flank her. You go. She here, sounds you go just here. like her creepy ass dad. I bet she's just as crazy. <laughs> Drew's like, hush. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That is not knowledge that we need. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, she told her that they just put on the same, basically the same voice for Taz Vig as Thank Lord. I understand it's hilarious. that, but like also no, no one I else know. is talking right now. So like, <laughs> even if you're whispering, <laughs> I think she heard you. There's plenty of noise. Yeah, there's lots of, there, just there was saying. just a catastrophe that just happened. There's a cacophony going on. I could totally thaumaturgy throw my voice, but whisper instead of loud. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to burn a spell slot to shit talk. It's a cantrip, but anyway. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I don't need a spell slot for that shit. Shit talking's a free action. Um, <laughs> shit talking's a free action. Yes! This is the, uh, the the sibling episode to our City in Snow podcast from Novi Studios, where uh, winking is a free action. This is shit talking is a free action. Here's the bookend. <laughs> That makes so much sense because where we lie on the spectrum of our D&D campaigns, we're definitely Mm -hmm. like shit talking is our reaction. Winking is definitely theirs. (laughs) Yes. So I neglected to mention as well that uh, right before she said all of this, she has extended her hand for a handshake, probably to Scar because Scar's the closest. Yeah, because she also asked me while we were like helping people out. She was like, have you ever thought about being a mantle before? Like. Before she took the helmet off and before I knew who she was. And I was like, mm, yeah, nope, not for me. And like, just played it off. But like, now that I know who she is and she's definitely done that towards me, I'm assuming. Yeah. So she, her hand is extended to you, Scar. What would you like to do? And she's just said this. There are people all around. I imagine that some are paying attention, some aren't. So earlier... In our chat, our group chat, you mentioned that you were going to set the scene for us so we could know what to do. So I need to know exactly how many mantles are right next to her right now, how many are near her, like, who's looking at a, like... What kind of scene are we about to cause? Yeah. (laughs) I did did say all that. Okay, so let me set the stage for you. Let me draw something so I can, for me, I'm not going to show this to you. Um, so... Also, I have another question, follow-up, so... Okay, go ahead and ask it while I'm drawing. Uh, when the druid birds dropped us off, did they stay and chill by us, or did they go back across the river? Um, Because they gave us a ride. Is this an Uber situation, or, like, is this, like, a they're gonna chill and wait for us... The way that this happened is you all got over here pretty quickly and you saw that there were people who needed help. So, for instance, you know, you, Scar, helped uh, Fen Quill with the beam. Drew went straight to a tabaxi and was helping there. So the druids are doing what they can on this side of the river as well. They're still around. They haven't left. Got it. Um, That's important. um, Yeah. So um, when it comes to your situation here, and where you are. So the rock you're crossing itself is a fairly large bridge. Again, it spans over one of the shortest sections of the river. It still ends up being about a mile long. 
the the width of the bridge itself is 200 feet wide the bridge itself and it extends that for the the entire way um or at least it did before it was demolished so where you are standing you're about i'd say probably about 200 feet from where the bridge drops off into the river Next to you are the beams that you helped Thin Quill move that uh, a demolished cart was hidden under uh, with some people that had rushed out. Uh, they are being tended to at some nearby tents. There are some hastily constructed medics tents uh, and healing tents here right on the edge. The, where the bridge broke, there's only about maybe 300 feet from the shore of Gizmoboro to where it has broken, and you're about 200 feet from where it broke. So you're only 100 feet from the border of Gizmoboro, and that is where a majority of the people have congregated, um, helping about 100 feet away. There are some people who are clearing the rubble off of the bridge. Uh, mostly the mantles are clearing the rubble off of the bridge and moving it off to the banks of Gizmoboro itself. So you can see that they're are a fair number of copper mantles in the retinue. Remember that Then Quill is in her ceremonial armor, so it is that high-polished brass. I mentioned last week that it looked like she had just come from a ceremony or a parade or something like that. Which is weird because this happened at sunrise, so I was, like, very confused about that. Are they having parades at night? Like, very confused. Night parade. Uh, well, it would have happened right at dawn. So dawn parade to a parade at dawn. You don't know if they were coming or going. There are also copper mantles in what they would call ceremonial armor as well. You notice that the the mantles themselves are highly polished. All the copper is gleaming, and they're wearing their um, dress cloaks. How many are there right in our general area? There are easily two dozen with a quick count, quick head count. Right next to us. Well, in... That seems like a lot. Let's say within 30 feet. Okay. Within within 30 feet, a general number. So okay. it looks like this was some sort of company going to... Definitely going to or coming from some sort of event. There wouldn't be this many copper mantles in one spot unless it was some sort of ceremony. Okay. And you know that from being a copper mantle. Now I have another follow-up question. There are civilians as well, I'll mention, yeah. uh, in and around these people. Some of the burlier people are helping with moving the rubble to the banks and helping with the cart now uh, that you and Then Quill helped dislodge um, from under the beam. When the druid birds dropped us off, did we agree on some sort of signal for when we want to leave or when we when it's time to leave? Like, I feel like they would have been like, you know, just throw like a caca, like if you want to go. <laughs> Roll. Like, or when you're ready to go, did we have some sort of signal? Roll me a survival. Um, I'm good at that. That is. That is the 21. Okay, so you in your quick thinking, would have thought of a sig as some sort of signal like that. So you've got one handy. Now I have another. <laughs> I, have a lot of I have a lot of questions. How, oh big, how big is a hobgoblin again? 
Hobgoblins are fairly tall. Um, the thin quill stands at least as tall as you are, if not a little taller. You're what, 5'10, right? Scar? Not 5'11. Uh, 5'11. Yeah, so thin quills hovering around there too. She might be pushing, you know, 6'3. If you had to guess, it's hard to tell with the armor. Shit. Mm, I'm still really strong, though. Okay. I have plans on plans on plans, but I had to ask questions to make sure that they could work. So now you're asking what we want to do. She has extended her hand to you, Scar, for a handshake. Okay. And said all of this to you. You've been staring at her for 20 minutes. (laughs) Um, Also, you shit talk her a little bit, so. (laughs) All right. So... Y'all are probably going to kill me for this. Uh, I'm fucking doing it. I'm going to reach out my hand, uh, extend my own hand, clasp her hand in mine. I'm going to yank her to me and hold her. And I'm going to take a couple steps back, yell out the signal, and then cast darkness in front of me. Okay, we need a few things. We need a contested strength check. Yes. Oh, wait, hold on. I have a stat block for Thenquil. I created this so long ago. It's (laughs) got to be at least two years since I made this stat block. Hold on, let me find it. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Listen, this is where Scar shines. She's strong. I didn't make her a big, dumb himbo for nothing. Like... (laughs) It's accurate. This is what she was built for. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, what did you roll for your po- opposed strength check, please, Scar? Head in the game. All right, strength, 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 strength. That's very important. That is... 22. Okay, that is not going to be enough. What? Hold on. That's not okay. No, no. That's not okay. Wait a minute. I thought, I, I think I have something that can add two more or one more. I can't remember what it, what is it called? Yeah. On Remarkable Athlete, use half proficiency to any strength, dex, or con check that doesn't already use a proficiency bonus. So can I add, does that count? Because it's an opposed strength check. I can add half of my proficiency. Uh, you wouldn't use your proficiency for a strength check, so that can be used here. I, yeah, because I didn't use, I, I just used my strength modifier. Okay, so mm-hmm. then plus two more. So what did I say, 22, 24, because that's half my proficiency is 24. Does that, it doesn't, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> How is she that strong? <laughs> That's not going to do it. No! Do you think if I... Can I possibly... I know I've got something like... Hold on. I'm eating a Skittle. Some kind of like hold person spell or some shit? I can do... I think it's called Guidance. You touch one willing creature. Once before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one ability check of its choice. It can roll the die before or after making the ability check. The spell then ends. Oh, hells yes. Please, can I do that? <laughs> can I do that? Can I see her snatch her and be like, uh, yeah, like your, your passive put a hand on her? Your passive perception's high enough. Yes. She knows what I'm after. You've been around Scar enough to know the types of things that she does in the face <laughs> of her adversaries. That's fair. You kind of saw this coming. 
that's valid. Like that's fair. That tracks very hard. Okay, so I can add one d four. One d four. Use it well. Ha ha! Four. Fuck yes. <laughs> so twenty eight. Uh, okay. I'm gonna fucking scream. <laughs> you pull Fenquil towards you. And I, in like she, a one-armed headlock, and I cast darkness. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you, you've, you've got her. You, you see that she kind of holds firm for a second, and then when Scar, when Drew places her hand on you, you get a surge of power, and you pull Thanquil towards you, and she looks, like, taken aback, like, hold on. Um, and you've cast darkness, and and, and I did the signal for the bird people. Okay, you've done the signal for the bird people, and then Quill says, "There's been an accident. Come to my aid." But they, I cast darkness in that direction, so they can't yes, see you, shit. You've, you've cast darkness, and uh, you you hear around all around you is. Copper mantles just everywhere. Um, I think that this is going to. That's when I cast smoke screen. <laughs> this is just supplement. We've got. Okay, we've. Okay, we've got. We've got. We can't all just keep here. piling on to this one moment. That cannot. Yeah. It cannot be. Okay. Um, so yeah, we we have to. Everyone, roll for initiative, please. I was like, oh, everyone needs to say right. what they do and it resolves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I pulled her. I did the bird no I did the bird signal and I cast darkness in front of me towards the mantle so they can't get to like not they can't get to us, but that they would have a hard time seeing because that shit dark and even dark vision can't help. I rolled a nineteen. Uh I is that plus your eighteen plus four is twenty-two. Nineteen is my is my yeah, total. It was 17 plus 2. Ah, uh, because I rolled a 19 as well. Plus 3 is 21. Okay. So... In the surprise round, <laughs> uh, Scar has cast Darkness. And that's 30 foot radius. Magical Darkness spreads from a point you choose within range, which is 60 feet to fill a 15-foot radius sphere for the duration. The darkness spreads around corners. A creature with dark vision can't see through this darkness, and non-magical light can't illuminate it. So it's a 15-foot radius, then? Yeah, 15-foot radius. Okay, cool. Um, So, Scar cast the darkness, Drew cast guidance, Saf cast smokescreen. What is the radius of smokescreen, please? Smoke screen is a 20 foot radius of thick gray smoke that surrounds an area. It lasts for 1d4 plus one round or until a wind of moderate or greater speed disperses. (laughs) Okay, uh, roll me your d4 for um, the amount of rounds it'll last. I don't know why I find that funny that, like, just a gust of wind can get rid of that spell. <laughs> like, it's just funny to me. Uh, it's a four plus one, so five rounds. Five rounds. Okay, five rounds of smoke. So that is all happening. Then Quill is called out. 
for aid and copper mantles are starting to move. Druids have heard a call to say we got a dip. Okay. <laughs> First in the order is Saf. What would you like to do now that uh, Smokescreen has been cast? You can't see anything because you are in darkness and a Smokescreen. Nana, I cast the darkness in front of me towards the mantles so that they're engulfed, oh, not us. Forgive me. <laughs> no, no. I did I not fuck us over that badly. <laughs> uh-huh. It was more so, like, so in my head, the way it worked was I was going to grab her ass, back the fuck up. The bird people druids were going to come and grab us. I cast the darkness so that it would help us so they wouldn't be able to see where we fuck off to exactly. Mm-hmm. I just want to take okay. her because I feel like if we take her, we can get some answers. And we could take her under the tree in the tunnels and shit, and no one will find us. That's so, my plan. It's real murdery. Saf, where did you cast your smoke screen? In the same area of effect as the darkness and in front, or on you? I feel like we were surrounded by mantles-ish, so I kind of wanted to cast it off to the side toward, not where she cast the darkness, but toward another group of mantles to we weren't maybe surrounded our because our back was to the broken bridge i thought that's what they said uh there were mantles that were coming in and out clearing the rubble off the bridge ah yeah i forgot about that so i kind of placed it to like supplement her darkness okay so kind of overlap kind of just towards the other uh cluster of mantles the biggest cluster of mantles i imagine I'm just picturing like a sphere of a like a sphere of nothing and just the four of us in it and then like dark and then smoke. <laughs> like, and it's just us chilling yeah. in this little pocket of open. The birds can get us. So what sorry what did you what did you want to do on this turn, Seth? Where are the druids after her little bird call thing? It's been like five seconds. You you haven't seen any movement. As soon as Scar cast the darkness, you you couldn't see past that orb of darkness. So, and you you haven't seen them yet. Be a flare. Can I cast a firebolt up into the air? (laughs) You can fly. Can I just throw that out there? Like, you could literally be the flare. Um... Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I'll fly 25 feet up and look for the closest druids. Use the signal. Okay, you're flying up at your movement. Use me a perception check, please, to see if you can spot the druids. That's a 13. Plus Plus a hero point. Is a 15. Okay, you fly up and in the confusion of everything that's going on around you, and you, you, you can't really make heads or tails of who's who in all of the movement. There's lots of dust being kicked up and the smoke and darkness makes things kind of difficult to see. But you do see movement from up here. You can see past the, uh, the darkness and the orb of smoke as well. Um, so you're at a good vantage point. Once they start coming, you're going to see them. 
basically. You feel good about your position here. Uh, you do notice that some of the copper mantles are looking up at you, though. I have my helmet on. <laughs> okay. No face. Excellent. Uh, Scar, it's your turn. You've got Ben Quill in your arms. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Giving her a big old hug. <laughs> uh, this is definitely Scar's version of a hug. Um, are you Are you saying that I have to make... Uh, a strength, another opposed strength check, or is am I good for now? And you're, that's her turn is when I do that. I mean, to, if she's going to try and break free, that's going to happen on her turn. So you, okay. you have that's her. Fair. Okay. Um, Kelvin says hello. Okay. Let me ask you something. Or would it be possible to knock someone out? Does that is that something that, like, you would have to... The only way you can knock someone out is if you get them down to, like, zero hit points kind of situation? Or is it, like, you know in the TV shows or movies when, like, you want someone to just shut up and you're the bad guy or, like, you're the good guy even, and you just take, like, the hilt of your sword or the butt of your gun and you just bank them across the head? I kind of want to do that. Are you going to gloss over just, the fact that you called yourself the bad guy? Yeah, shit went from zero to 100 real quick. I, I'm just saying the bad guy or the good guy does this, like, to just mm-hmm. stop the thing from happening. For the, mm-hmm. They can stop them from talking. It's they, Like, you always know when it's coming because they literally just turn around and they go bonk, like, and lights out for that person that they bonked. So, like, is that a thing I can do? Or because we're in combat, quote unquote, is that only something that can happen when I get someone down to zero hit points? That's probably not something you're going to be able to do in one turn. I have six attacks uh, now, though, don't I? Like, I'm just no, saying. No, you have not leveled up yet. Fuck you, Nathan. <laughs> I, I told you all that you would level up after this encounter. Yeah, well, I hate it. Uh, <laughs> three isn't going to do it. Three attacks isn't going to get her knocked out. Plus you I got can certainly five. Try. Plus I got five hero points. Like I don't know. I mean, um, it doesn't make you crit though. That's so true. That's fair. Mm. Don't um, you still have inspiration? Did you not use that? I do have inspiration, but I haven't used inspiration. Think, yeah, Drew and Saf. I think you used your inspiration. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'm not gonna take an action then, other than like just holding on to her, basically, still, because that's what I'm doing. Okay. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the thing that that Nova just said before. How, like, yeah, your buddy Kelvin told us to tell you hello, so I know who you're working for. And then I'm I'm gonna yell up to Saf, signal the druids, like to like make sure she also uses the fucking signal because she's up there. I don't know why you didn't just use the signal instead of percepting whether you could see them or not. I said there was a signal. So you're going to yell that? I'm going to mm, I'm going to yell to Saf, use the signal. That's all I'm going to say. Not the not the thing about the druids. Just use the signal. Okay, Drew, it's going to be your turn now. <laughs> She's like, I have no fucking idea what to do. Listen, do I'm not trying of- to be an accessory here. <laughs> like, I Hold on. 
First this of all, has gone, this has gone just so fast. And I understand I've murdered someone in front of you guys, but here's the thing. I finished the job and there were no other witnesses. This is a messy job. Um, you're going to get taken in. I'm going to be cut open and experimented on. <laughs> so here we so are. I feel like you would do whatever it took to hide us or secure this person because you know they're the bad guy. You know who they're working for. You know who they work with. This feels like a very, like, are we the baddies kind of moment. Like, <laughs> let's all, like, take a minute, look That's around. That's what they want people to think, but we've got their general right now, and we can fucking get kidnapper for answers. Oh, my God. Could feed her the good berry. <laughs> I'm saying oh those God. druids can work some, like, I'm loose lips magic. I'm not trying to drug this woman. Oh, my God, y'all. <laughs> The depths, the depths that have been descended to this episode. It is. We've been recording for not even 38 minutes. She's the bad guy. I'm trying to take her in for questioning. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't know what the fuck to do here. Do I try to hold her, too? I I can't do that. You don't have, like, a hold person or, like, some kind of... Do you have any, like, rope or I any shit on you? I can do hold person, but I'm pretty sure it hold... Rope? Bitch? Okay. I feel like if we... <laughs> I can't tire up, Jugger. Um, I think that if I use hold person, I think... I don't know if you can move her. Hold on one second. Let me check the wording of this book. If I can use it for you, I will use it for you. I will support this. We'll go down together, I guess. Oh, my fucking God. Listen, I supported you when you murdered my fucking partner right in front of me. Yeah. Back me up on this. This is where the adventuring party crumbles. (laughs) It's all your fault, David. Uh, Choose a humanoid you can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration at the end of its turns. The target can make another wisdom saving throw. On a success, the spell ends. An incapacitated creature can't take actions or reactions. Paralyzed. A paralyzed creature is incapacitated, can't move or speak. The creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. I feel like I guess that means you can pick them up. Yeah. Yeah, they can't move, but you can move them. That makes sense. It's a cleric. It's a cleric spell, obviously, for cleric reasons. Hold still. Um, Okay. (laughs) Uh, Drew's going to use hold person. And be an accessory to this crime. Okay. I've uh, decided. Already, we're already watching. What's your spell I save mean, DC and what kind of save am I making? 15. 15 is my spell save DC and it's a wisdom saving throw. Okay. She succeeds. Shit. Shit. You reach out with your, um, with your spell and you uh, are met with a what feels like an indomitable will. Yo, fuck this chick. I am I am severely threatened by this. <laughs> uh, it is the Copper Mantle's turn. Oh, God. There are nine of them responding. Of course. I rolled the d12 and just chose that's how many are responding. Technically, all of them are kind of moving towards you when they heard Thin Quill, their golden mantle, shout out. But it, I'm just going to do nine because that 
Makes sense. So first I'm going to do the one that uh, has magical prowess. Shit. That's not a thing. <laughs> uh, copper mantle that has magical prowess. It's not common. I will say there's only one of them. And he's right here. One of them among this group, not one only in the entirety of the mantles. Nope. All the Minilari. <laughs> Just yeah, there's only one in all of Alari. They were the chosen one. <laughs> so this magic user is going to cast a gust of wind to d- disperse some of the smoke. It's not going to be able to get all of it, but it's going to try and disperse some of it. So it's going for the 10-foot line, or the 10-foot section, like, right, that overlaps the darkness. Scar and Drew, please make me a strength saving throw. Mm, guess what Drew's not good at? Nat 20, bitch. <laughs> All right, you're fine. Someone, someone is questioning my strength. I'm getting mad. Drew, you are pushed backwards 15 feet. Shocking. Whoa. <laughs> so, Drew, you're now 15 feet closer to the edge of the bridge where it's broken. Oh, no. I'm going so far away. Oh, shoot. I guess I'm not part of this anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. As her voice gets farther and farther. Oh, no. <laughs> See you guys um, later. Thank you, Tuttle. We can hear you. Signal's bad. Um... <laughs> So the rest of the copper mantles are that are in this altercation, we'll call it, are a little wary of the magic that's happening. They're shouting out to think Quill. They're saying, "What kind of accident? How can we? How can we help you? What? What do you need? What's that?" <laughs> Pointing up at Saf. And that's really what you're hearing. You see them start to edge closer to the darkness, but it seems like they're being wary of what sort of accident has happened. They have, they're, they're not, they're, they're gauging the situation before rushing in. Shocker. I want to add that no, I put my hand over her mouth after she yelled. <laughs> I'm just saying, I want to add that I put my hand over her mouth when she said that. When she yelled out, I was okay, like, mm. that. Okay, that's fine. So the copper mantles are being uh, wary, and then Quill has been effectively silenced. Um, however, it's then Quill's turn. Oh now. God! Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> and she's going to try and break free. Please do me an opposed strength check, Scar. Since you're retreating for your whole life. How many hero points do you have left? How many have you used? I. Um, so I have not used any hero points since I'm still at five. Okay, All right, we can do this. strength check, please. So you've been training for your whole life. That's a 19. Doesn't that count as a crit, or is that only on an attack roll? That's only on attacks. Okay, so then 19 plus uh, two is 21, and I'm going to use three hero points to get it up to 27. Okay, you're able to hold on to Ben Quill as she tries oh, to struggle thank against you. Oh, fucking God. <laughs> okay, you know, so now I, only, now I only have you two You managed to uh, keep, her, keep her silenced as well. Next is going to be the Druids. They rolled poorly. They rolled a three. Um, 
Druids move kind of slow sometimes. Fucking birds! So they are going to... They hear the signal and then they turn into their uh, avian forms and they fly up. Saf, you can see them. And you can see one of them has turned into a cat. <laughs> a flying cat! <laughs> okay, um, so the druids have flown up. Saf, you see them. They are... They're about 60 feet away from you, where you are. Well, no, actually, they'd be 100 feet away. They're at the, basically, the medics camp, the healing camp. Mm-hmm. Medics tents. But they are on their way enough to be able to pick up Scar, then Quill, and Drew, and carry us back. They have, they're 100 feet away. They, they, so they used all of their movement to fly up, basically, to kind of see the situation it looks like they've seen you so they're going to be starting to move your direction which means that's going to go back to the top of the order with Saf it's your turn okay I'm going to try and bias some time and I'm going to shoot some fire bolts at the feet of mm. the copper mantles not good, just at good. the copper okay. mantles at the that feet gives of the position, copper mantles damn it. I'm in the air mm. okay. and visible that, I'm saying that gives away the position of the where the barrier ends. What are you talking about? Mm, no. Um, I'm going to shoot a firebolt to intimidate them to step back. <laughs> Would you like to roll me an intimidation as well? I'll allow it. Yes. Okay. Roll me... Okay. Roaming an attack on the ground by their feet, but use your dexterity instead of your spellcasting ability modifier. Okay, so that would be an unnatural 20. Okay, and then roll me for your intimidation. That's a natural 20! Okay, you you split one firebolt, and it it looks pretty weird. It's, it's like the... Um, uh... Shoot, what are the... Man, I'm a bad Star Wars fan. In Mandalorian, the... Oh, the things that he shoots <laughs> out of his wrist? I forget I forgot what they were called, too, but there is a specific word for them. Uh, we'll call them whistlers. I think that's what they're called. Something like that. Um, it, it's like that. It looks like a firebolt has split into, you know, 20 different bits, and it just... At the feet of the copper mantles. They... They step back. They're like, mm, you know what? I don't. I don't know what kind of accent this is, but I think that that's the accident up there. Um, something let that thing loose, and I don't know what that is. You see that they haven't seen anything like an artificer's arcane armor before. Whistling birds. Um, yeah. Whistling birds. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't that far off. Whistlers. No, no, no. I. I thought you were right, but I want I needed to know because that was pissing if that was gonna piss me off the whole time. Yeah, I would have no, literally I, I not mean, thought of anything else. It was gonna make my brain itch too. Um Okay, so that has happened. You successfully intimidated the copper mantles that are trying to advance and help Thenquil. Scar, that's gonna bring us to your turn. God damn it. Okay, quick question. Uh-huh. In this on this ceremonial armor bullshit mm-hmm. uh, that she's wearing. 
Is there anything, especially because I would know what it what the ceremonial armor entails? They would I know of something to like like a shack? Like, does it come with like anything that I can tie her with, or like maybe I can like throw her mantle over her head so that she can't see? That would probably be helpful. Some way to, like, kind of incapacitate her without actually incapacitating her since you said I couldn't do that. You're trying to slow her down in some way. Yeah, um, like, I want to, but, like, while I'm still holding on to her, like, like that move that, that people do in action movies where they're holding on to someone and then they, like, take their knee or their foot and they hit the, the inside of the person's knee and it makes them fold kind of thing. So that I can just keep, like, bring her down even further yeah. so um, that she would be at a disadvantage for her next drink check. <laughs> Want to make her prone? Not prone, exactly, but, like, just bring her down a notch. Like, because I can't knock her out. You... What would I have to roll for, like, the, the knee thing? <laughs> Kick out her knee. <laughs> That's what you do when you get yeah. hit in that... It's like when you get yeah. the doctors checking you with the little hammer. Your knee automatically responds. So when you mm-hmm. get hit in the back of the knee, yeah. you automatically buckle. You can't help it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. Just um, roll me a roll me a supplemental strength check, I guess, to Im- try to impose disadvantage on her um, for her next uh, opposed strength check. So, 19. This isn't against her strength check. So, 19. So, what did you you roll? 19. 19? Okay. Uh, She will have disadvantage on her next check. You kick in some of the armor itself, and being brass, it's softer than armor. This isn't armor that's meant to be used for combat. This is purely ceremonial. So, you buckle some of the armor, and it's sitting uncomfortably in, I don't know, her thigh or on her side. And so it it is not easy to move around in. Congratulations. You've done (laughs) it. So that'll bring us to Drew's turn. Drew, what would you like to do? You're 15 (laughs) feet away from where you were. She's like, dip. (laughs) Fuck. Um, No, I'm going to do... Can I try and hold person again? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try to do whole person again. Okay, keeping track of those spell slots. Yeah, I can do this three times. This is the second time. You're casting a, um, a higher level. I don't know if that's something whole person does. Mm-mm. No, at higher level, it'll, it only, it'll just like encompass more people. I don't need more people, just a one. Cool, okay. Uh, so I need a wisdom save. Gotta be to 15... Mm-hmm. That is going to do it. That's an 18. God Fuck. damn You're it. really lucky. Yeah. Her wisdom modifier is plus zero. So you, you come up against that same indomitable will. Even though she's being held and she's being restrained and everything, she is... Her 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 mind is sealed against... It's not... She yeah, doesn't have to roll with like disadvantage even though she's restrained? Uh... Restrain doesn't. 
Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. The creature has disadvantage on dex saving throws. So if you were doing anything that was dex related, she would have disadvantage. But wisdom wise, no disadvantage. Mm -hmm. I feel like, though, with wisdom, wouldn't you be at a disadvantage if A, you can't see the person that's doing the thing to you? or not even know that they're trying to do that thing to you because they're behind you? Doesn't that take wisdom to know that that's um, happening to you? Or is a, it like it, a mental thing? It, it's more of a, it's a mental thing. Like you can feel someone trying to, I get you control your person mentally, like telekinetically. And I get that. Okay. That I makes sense say. to me actually. Yeah. Um, so that was Drew's turn. That's going to take us to the Copper Mantle's turn. They have been intimidated, so they are not moving any closer. Damn right. Which will... Uh, the the one that is casting Gust of Wind is going to move the wind a little more, but they're not really... Not really doing much to help. Um, some more of the smoke clears. That'll bring us to Think Quill's turn, and she is going to try and break free again at disadvantage this time. So it's going to be an opposed strength check, please. Scar. Praying. I'm praying. <sighs> no. Not 20. <laughs> like if ever there was a time, this was it. This was it. Good job. Thank you. Dice guys. Um... I'm like freaking out. I'm like literally panicking because like I'm it's, I'm highly threatened by this person because they are seemingly stronger than me and I don't like it. It's it's funny because this is like one not of the, the worst time to do it role. because she's at a disadvantage. Yeah. Well, I mean, but just to say that she behind the DM screen, she had a shitty role in there. Um, <laughs> it was a three, which isn't gonna cut it. Not going to tell you what I was adding to it, but it was a three. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was then Quill's turn. That's going to bring us to the Druid's turn. They are flying towards you. They are almost there. Next turn, they will be to you. You see, Saf. Fucking Christ. <laughs> they are moving as fast as they can fly. They've, um, They're big-ass birds. Don't they have a giant wingspan and, like... Cover they did distances. get us here in like they covered ten miles in like two minutes, and then it's like, ah, uh, yes, but it's well, going it's to only... take you. That's fucking fair. What she said. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so okay, they're they're hovering right above you. They've gotten. They've gotten to Saf. They're going to need to take an action to uh, scoop you all. Scoop. Um, so you have, I guess, they're going to have to land in order to scoop you, I guess. Or no, they don't have to land. You've been scooped. You're right where you are. Okay. Twist my arm. Why don't you? <laughs> all right. So the druids but have that gotten was to fair. you. <laughs> that, that's a good point. Their fly speed is probably more than 50 feet per round. Big, big old birds, you said. <laughs> so you, Scar, and Thinkwill have been scooped by the larger of the birds, and yes. uh, Drew, you have been scooped as well. You haven't really moved from your position yet, 
So you've still got to get away. And that'll bring us to the top of the order with Saf. Uh, yeah, so they're scooped, but they're right where they are, right? Yeah, I mean, you can imagine that, like, you see that you've just seen them get scooped and they're on their way to the Circle of All. I assume that's where you're trying to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I... Before uh, before I take off and head with them toward the circle, I would like to... I know we didn't say that the XO has speakers, per se, but I would kind of like to go like on a megaphone-ish thing and go to the Copper Mantles and say, please return to your posts, everything is okay. And then fly toward the circle with them. Are you trying to like make Andy speak like Then Quill, so that that's what they hear? Like maybe while when Then Quill yelled out, Andy like had a recording of her voice, and she can project Then Quill's voice as through your speakers because she can mimic it. That'd be dope. See, Andy would have thought about that, and Andy would have suggested that. So Andy would have suggested that if she had that software loaded. God damn it! Fucking Greg. You have to remember that Andy is a is basically a brand new EXO. She hasn't had all of the amenities that, you know, a, a Gizmoboro EXO would get because you were, you know, s- stranded on the, um, the Bulwark Isles. So the only thing that you were able to load on was what you had available to you. And that's Scrivener's Earl Orbs. So she's got, um, she's just a nerd. That's all Andy is right now. Just a book nerd. Alright, so then in Andy's voice, please remain calm. Please return to your posts. Totally normal. Please return to your post. Everything is okay. (laughs) I think that's what you said. And then book it, yeah. (laughs) Okay, and then you're out. Alright, Scar, it's your turn. You've been scooped. You're being held by the giant owl. Yeah, so... I'm holding Benquil while the giant Talon is holding me. I'm going to take, I'm going to whisper, I'm going to not whisper. I'm just going to say it to her. I'm going to say, tell them to, cause I heard Safina, what Safina, what Andy said. Cause I feel like I know what Andy's voice would sound like, even though she hasn't technically done that in person yet. But like, I'm going to, I'm going to say to Benquil, Tell them to stand down, or you're going to meet the pointy end of my trident. You have a trident? I do. I have the bone trident on. Do you remember? No. The oh, one yeah. that has the extra <laughs> the extra piercing damage, because it can, like, what is it? Skewer. Like, skewer? Yeah. yeah. I got it when we got to the Bulwark Isles from the, cra- the crazy-ass dude that you, like, battle royaled. Where do you keep to, that thing? To become on my back, always. I got three weapons. Always. I Wait got a three. Minute, that's not in the official art. <laughs> I've got I've got three weapons that I've got like on little like things on my back. The warhammer is just the one I usually go for, but I can like. That's in slot one. Yeah, I'm like Deadpool <laughs> with like the two swords, but this it's three things and I can just grab which I know where they all are. I'm very good like that. Just yes. like Hawkeye always knows which one which arrows he's gonna pull out. Like he wants the explosive ones, he, has he a knows where control to reach. On his bow. 
He knows where to reach. I'm just saying. I know. Yeah, they're also different shapes. Listen, so Scar's just like Hawkeye. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, so I say that. I say to Thanquil, I say, tell them to stand to everything's fine and to stand down or you'll meet the pointy end of my trident. Do you let your hand go? Yeah, just like a- as I say that, I just very, very cautiously, only a little bit so that if she starts to say anything remotely different than what I just told her to say, I can clamp right back down. Okay. Um, Drew, that's going to take us to your turn. Goodness. You scooped. You're scooped. I'm scooped. This isn't the giant owl that's got you this time. This is a um, giant hawk. Giant <laughs> red-tailed hawk. Cool, those are pretty. Even though birds scare me. Hey, you can think things are pretty and they can also scare you. Yeah, I respect them. That's what it is. The <laughs> only kind of woman I'm attracted to. They're dangerous. <laughs> Man, I was going to make a joke about how I was scared and attracted to you when we first met, but you beat me to the joke. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. Um, I think I'm going to do <gasps> guidance, except can I cast a guidance on the bird carrying me? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You hear the druid say, oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, one second. I want to see if I can, because it's two birds, right? Two birds. Okay. I wanted to see if I could use a higher spell level and do two birds, but I can't. So I just do one. Just one. That's carrying me. Okay. Specifically. Okay. <laughs> Selfish bitch. I, this mother bird's carrying two big ass people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Out of it. the two of us, you <laughs> yeah, have the I know. audacity. I know. The audacity. You would not You would choose yourself every time. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that'll bring us to the Copper Mantle's turn. They do nothing. They are intimidated. They do not know what is happening. And they are very <laughs> scared of this accident now. <laughs> Especially after someone just said, please return to your posts, everything is okay. Yeah, that's terrifying. They, they look they look wary at that as well. Uh, that's going to bring us to Thanquil's turn. Uh, Scar, you take your hand off of Thanquil's mouth, and she says nothing, and she is no longer struggling. I hate that. I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) That'll bring us to the druid's turn. The druids fly 120 feet away. They are, you're now squarely over the river. You have made it out. Congratulations, you did it. We're out of combat. Air quotes. I hate that. I hate that even, I hate that air quotes bullshit even more than what you... Just did with the no, worst. So you all go to the circle of all then back to where uh, you left Sokoba and Karen and Gamaleth and Asla. Are you going there or are you going elsewhere? Where do you direct the druids to take you? No, that's where we're going. We gotta go tell them what we did directly to Gamaleth. I'd imagine, like, fuck. I have this horrible ass feeling now. That, like, this is what she wanted us to do to get into the circle. Now you have the horrible feeling? That this is what she wanted all along. It's an hour and 13 minutes in. 
I'm to this just, nonsense. Listen, I didn't until Nathan just did that where she said nothing and she isn't struggling anymore. It didn't occur to me that she would want to be like captured and brought over to the circle. But now that that's happened, now I'm like, shit, am I bringing the fox into the hen house? Am I just Maybe letting we it? think before we do things like capture people. <laughs> <laughs> we don't just kidnap people willy nilly. I thought God it was a good it. idea. Listen, if you had the chance to like, I I did. I was hold, there too. If you <laughs> no, I just mean if you had the chance to hold Kelvin in place for like more than a couple of minutes to question him, wouldn't you take it? She would have cast inflict wounds every single round. I would have just killed him. I feel like if I just <laughs> killed her, I'm just saying. I feel like if I just fucking killed her or tried to at least. That wouldn't have worked out any better than this situation would have. Like, just attacking well, her straight up would not have been a better solution than to take her. I feel like there was something in the middle there. It's called talking and playing it fucking cool. You <laughs> psycho. <laughs> it's like, just just take a minute. Just one minute. That's not how One Scar breath. rolls. Scar don't Into roll like that. Into the nose, out through the mouth. <laughs> Killing me. Scar don't roll like that. <laughs> oh my god. The druids that are carrying you find Ganeleth on the banks of the Circle Ball where the rock gear crossing has been broken. Uh, and they land and you all are free of the talons. Uh, Scar, are you still holding on to Thin Quill? Hell yeah. And I immediately say to Ganeleth, She's the general of the bad guys, or like however I whatever they're called. She's the general. She's in charge of their army. She's responsible for this. This is who Kelvin was talking about when he said, "We'll see." You know, tell Thanquil I said hello. This is who was leading the attack. I captured her. We need to take her somewhere where no one can find us and question her. Get us underground. <laughs> <laughs> no, my hand went right back over her mouth when she said fuck all. <laughs> oh, words. I hate you so much. <laughs> now that we're out of combat, can I do the, the sword hilt thing? <laughs> Just knock her ass out. <laughs> um, yeah, that was Think Quill chuckling. You know what? I'll say for... For, for, for these purposes, yeah, I'll let you knock her out. Um, Fuck yeah. I got that Warhammer and I just bonk. <laughs> you knock Thin Quill over the head and uh, with the she... Pommel. With the Yeah, you knock her with the pommel and uh, she goes out cold. Um, so I imagine that you have her down on the ground next to Gonaleth and he says so... This is Thin Quill, then, the general of the unending host. Okay, what? Okay, um. <laughs> he looks at some druid and says, Bind her hands. Um, and we will take her to a secure location. I have a quick thing um, to. I have a quick thing. Uh, when we. That tracker thing. Uh, or whatever it was that we remember the thing that we said that Kelvin could find our position 
but we could the figure ring. out a way to reverse it and find him. Is that still a thing, or did that stop being a thing? You sent a druid off to get the uh, requisite software, for lack of a better term, um, from Dr. Milo's I mean, uh, is that thing still that thing is still active state. then? So we, our location is being pinged to Calvin still. If you who has it, Saf, do you have it? Yes. Yes. So far as you know, it's still active. Okay, cast my ring into the fire. My next thing was going to be we should check her for one of those. So, like, because I thought, for some reason, I thought we dispelled it until we could figure out how to reverse it, but... We can't. No one has it. Uh, No, you... Yeah. Um, Can you roll me an investigation, please, to search then Quill's person for another one of these devices? 18 plus... uh, Plus 2, so 20 unnaturally. Okay. You search then Quill, uh, all in the armor, all around the mantle... Uh, in the pouches that she's got on her her belt, and there's no sign of any similar device. Does she have a weapon on her? Um, she has a just a sword, just a long sword. Hmm. She wanted to get kidnapped. This is giving me bad vibes now. She knew me well enough to know that this is what I would do. Or Calvin knew me well enough to know that I would do this because I'm impulsive and he knew that. Or I, or I should say, Tazvig probably knew that and is orchestrating it through this because he knew me. I was a mantle in his district, so he would know my records. Yeah, I was going to say this, you're giving Calvin an awful lot of credit there. Yeah. <laughs> is this um, Scar speaking in character? Yeah, so like uh, in character, I'm now saying I may have, <laughs> I may have over overestimated the situation. We should be very, very cautious in where we take her. Do you want to be cautious now? Listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I have the right. This is Drew. I feel like I have the right to bring this up. Scar. Scarlet. We were out in public with a bunch of We had just saved a bunch of people. We were doing really good hero shit. And then, and then, you kidnapped a golden mantle. In broad daylight! Now you want to start thinking, and like, we need to be careful. We need to think about this. <laughs> Drew goes to meditate. Drew goes to the other side of the room. She has to meditate. She has to call down. She She's going to take her four-hour trance right here, right now. Right now. Right now. Can... She throws her hands up, and she's like, I have to meditate. I have to meditate. A s- Seth speaks up at this point and says, assuming that Tasvig actually gives a shit about her. We could use her as a bargaining chip. That was part of the idea as well, was, like, in me taking her, I had two thoughts. One, she's the general and we can question her. Uh, Someone could use some kind of spell and cast, like, read, detect thoughts, or, like, you know, maybe give her one of those good berries and loosen her lips up a little bit, like she wants to talk to us, like she'll talk to us because she's a little high or something. And then also, if we have her, we can use her as a bargaining chip to... Trade like, her for... Trade her for someone or... Dr. For, Milo. 
Well, I don't know about that because we don't know if Dr. Milo is working for them under duress or if Dr. Milo is working for them because he thinks that's what he should be doing because they're like offering him the chance to study all these things and he can't take that, you know, for, you know, it's like if you ask Drew she wants tea, that what kind of question is that? Of course she does. But Milo would give us more of an insight into what Tasfeeg's plan would be than... Would he? Because maybe he doesn't know anything, like, of what he's actually doing. Tasfeeg doesn't even know what he's doing. He needs Halartha's writings, which he doesn't have, first of all. But Milo knows where these things are. Milo knows where Depths and Darkness, the Temple of Depths and Darkness is. So does Tasvig. Yeah. But we don't have Tasvig. Technically, you know that we Denquil. know where it is because Ma- what's her name, Mara and and uh, Kira both told us that that's where where it is. Like we don't need anyone else to know. We already know all that shit. We know everything that happened on tour because Kira and Mara got their memories back. But what happened since tour? Milo would know that, and Milo Maybe. would be willing willing to share that. Maybe we don't know because we don't know if Milo's under their control or not, and we don't know if Milo's memories are being manipulated or not. Just as an aside, you know that Kira and Mara would have said that then Quill and Srelesve, um, so Tasvig's children also know where the Temple of Depths and Darkness is on tour. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, she's a good bargaining chip, but we don't know for what yet. But that was what was going through my head was take her ass. So we could use her for info and as bait or as bounty, as <laughs> um, yes. leverage. So, Saf, Saf, you noticed that um, as soon as you landed, um, Sokoba was nowhere to be found. And now that Thin Quill has been knocked out, you see that she has emerged, but she's angling herself in such a way so that Thin Quill can't see her even if she's unconscious. So Sokoba's like hiding behind like a tree or something? Not hiding behind a tree. She's got her hood up and um, she's got her back to Thin Quill. She's trying to see what's going on without it looks like um, showing basically Thin Quill who she is. It looks like she's trying to hide herself from Thin Quill, even though she's knocked out. Okay. I would like to go to Sokoba then. Okay. Oh, hey, um, hey, Saf. How's Gizmo Burrow? <laughs> Pretty shit. Um, I don't know if you just saw what happened there, but, uh, we have somebody that is a person of interest. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't help but notice that you brought my old boss's daughter here. Um, yeah, she knows who I am. And I'm dead. Or at least Tasvig thinks so. That's a very good point. Yeah, well, she doesn't have to see you yet. She seems pretty nervous. Um, you don't need to roll an insight for that. She she seems nervous. Like, she's even though she's, she's got her back to... An unconscious Thin Quill, she's still pretty far away. Like, as far away as you can get, but still kind of hear what's happening. So, like, 20, 25 feet away. I just go, I just, oh my god, I can't believe Scar just did that. 
what how do we is there a way that we can make this a good thing like who who is she to like does Tess Vig actually care about her can we use her as a bargaining chip I mean Tess Vig is close with both of his daughters I mean if what he's saying is true about you know the unending host I mean he's using them to their their fullest ability and uh Fen Quill is a mastermind when it comes to being a tactician uh both militarily and just in everyday uh interactions um she yeah she's ruthless so but here's the thing I don't like I know that Tesvig loves his daughters but I don't know if he loves the unending host more that's the question if he's that crazy fanatical yet yeah and I never would have thought that he would lead a cult I I mean when he was my boss so I, I don't know if I could say I truly know him but I would hope that we could use her and that you know how well do you know Fen Quill? Uh, we, uh, I, I mean, we worked together for a good number of years. I mean, Fen Quill was, she, she worked under Ord. She was one of Tasvig's honor guard. In your um, professional opinion, do you think this is a tactic? Do you think she wanted to get captured? Uh, Sokoba stops and thinks for a minute and she says uh, I wouldn't rule it out no alright we need to call Dorena and Ord and I whip out the shell phone and I say we need to give them a call you see that there's a a line blinking on the uh, on the shell phone you have a message you missed <laughs> oh okay uh, yeah I, I turn and I, I listen to the shell phone message Hi, Saf. It's your dad. I just wanted to let you know that I sent that, um, the, uh, package with that really nice bird. And it should be there. And that's the message. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's about right. <laughs> um, is there any sign of Greg, by the way? No? Uh, you could ask Gunnelith. Well, I'm going to talk to Sokoba and uh, kind of comfort her a little bit more. I'll let Drew and Scar talk to Gunnelith. I'm meditating. Okay. <laughs> Drew meditates for four hours. Mm-hmm. She levels up. <laughs> I'm so angry I leveled up. <laughs> the power of the anger. That's experience, baby. So Thinkwill is just kind of sitting, uh, well, she's not sitting, she's unconscious. So she's kind of laying down, but her hands are bound and tied, and as are her legs. She's been, uh, her her armor has been uh, doffed for her, and she's in her small clothes. You know, the typical uh, leather that would sit underneath the ceremonial garb. So she's not... In her armor on the ground, uncomfortable. 
but she uh, is then moved to a uh, one of the medic's tents where she is sitting. So Gonoleth comes to uh, gather all of you. Once Athenquil is moved, Sokoba kind of seems to soften a bit and is less nervous and scared. Um, and Gonoleth gathers you all together, interrupts uh, Drew's meditation. It says, oh, okay, so, well, um, here, Saf, these are for you. Greg came back and um, this is your delivery. Oh, thank you, thank uh, you. I hope these, these help you. Uh, we need to come up with a plan. And I think that while you are always welcome in the circle, I think it may be time for your time in the circle to come to an end for the time being. That's fair. That's fair. It, it may be too dangerous for you here. But I thought you said that you had, we had the circle of all's help on our side. Yes, you do. However, you may be in more danger than you realize. What does that mean? Yes, and? About the Donald's about to turn on us or some shit? Like, what is this no. like? Gunnelet Ga- Ga- takes a, a deep sigh and he says, Kelvin just less than two days ago told you, learned of your position here in the Circle of All, and within those two days had already sent his general, Thenquil, here to find you. If you don't stay on the move, it's possible that Kelvin himself may come for you. Especially if he learns that Thenquil has been taken. So, if need be, we can hide Thenquil. We can imprison her here um, as a, for lack of a better term, prisoner of war. Mm. And perhaps... In the future, uh, use her as some sort of leverage to get something that maybe perhaps the Knights of Halartha may want. Um, so we can keep an eye on Thenquil for you. When she awakens, I'm sure that you will have questions for her. But you may want to plan to get on the move again. And I can, I can help you get a great many... To, to any of the, the neighboring boroughs as quickly as you may. So it's just a matter of where to next. And that's where we're in the episode. <sighs> all right. Thank you all so much for tuning into the Legends of Lanamore podcast. I hope that you had a great time listening. I hope that my players had a great time playing and I had a great time DMing. <sighs> At the end of every episode, I name a legend and a lull, and for the first time in Legends of Lanamore Season 2 history with legend and lull are going to be the same person. It's going to be Scar. Uh, for being able to For being able to hold on to Then Quill and actually kidnap her? And also being able to hold on to Thin Quill and actually <laughs> kidnap her. <laughs> Whatever. So do congratulations, you mean? Scar. You <laughs> congratulations, Scar. You have won our coveted prize of <laughs> the Lulgend. But anyway, um, 
Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you want to reach out to us on social media, that can happen where, Nicole? It can happen on Twitter, at Pod and at Novis underscore studio. You can go there and talk with us. Or if you want to talk to us personally, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at underscore Nova Gamer. I'm at Neurotic Good. And you can find me at underscore Squid Toaster. We also have a website, novistudio.io. Ton of cool stuff up there, like an about section where you can get to know us. There's a ton of artwork and our merch store. Merch store! We have shirts, we have mugs, we have stickers, we have everything you could possibly want to own that reps Novi, Legends of Lanamora, and City in Snow. Also, on our merch store, you can find digital downloads of our mini prequel campaign, Into Depths and Darkness, set 10 years before the events of Season 1. Find out what really transpired between Dr. Milo Thornburn, Kelvin, and Mara on tour. We also have the homebrew pact of the Shepherd Warlock worksheet if you want to follow along or use it in your own game. We'd love it if you could leave us a quick review on your podcasting platform of choice. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. No episodes come out every other Tuesday, so stay tuned. Yes, yes, yes. Please stay tuned to Legends of Glanamora and our other Novi content. We've got our sibling podcast, City and Snow, that comes out on the off Tuesdays of Legends. Uh, and City and Snow is the podcast taking place in the same world of Lanamora, 127 ages before the events of Legends of Lanamora podcast. Uh, coming up next and soon, we also have What's What with Dilly and Dally, the talk show to talk about, featuring Nicole and Emily here. We also have Lex Talk About It, hosted by our good friend Lex. And that's an interview-style talk show that's always comical, sometimes emotional, but always educational. So please, tune in here. Uh, well, I guess not here. This is a podcast, so you can't, you can't tune into you know, an audio podcast. Go, go find us on Twitter. Uh, definitely follow uh, Novi Studios and see when all of these new shows are coming out. It's going to be a blast. I'm really excited for them. And... Uh, Anyway, uh, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we'll we'll see you later. Let's, Let's be the <laughs>